0: This is East Bay Ray from Dead Kennedys. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion on iHeart Radio with Brando. Do you know where you are? Do you know where you are?
1: This is Appetite for Distortion.
2: And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 119. It is Brando. Thanks for whether you joined us and found us on AlternativeNation.net, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play, the whole spiel. Again, it's just so awesome to continue to do this this podcast, this GNR-themed bar mitzvah podcast, whatever this monstrosity uh is ray I know ray it it's crazy this is just a, a monstrosity I, I just I started this podcast just right before GNR got reunited and once it after it happened I'm like what do I do but I've been using this 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon GNR Bacon to talk to all sides uh all sorts of people and East Bay Ray is is the next up of someone I never thought I would speak to just the legendary guitarist of the Dead Kennedys uh, just thank you so much, first and foremost, before we get into anything else, because I know you're, you're super busy.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yes, I'm, some people think of us as kind of like unicorns, mythological, but we actually exist. You guys, do, you you guys do
2: exist, and I, I've often brought up the Dead Kennedys, or at least I, I mean, in my personal life, mean, because I'm a fan, but in my personal life, as far as a comparison to some of the things that we talk about in this podcast, and it's not just, yeah, oh, I love GNR. No, we talk about like the branding. And and the the iconic skull and crossbones and the Dead Kennedys, you guys have an iconic uh, logo that even I mean in today's world we'll say, hey, do we like these celebrities? Do we like the Kardashians wearing G&R shirts? But the Dead <laughs> Kennedys are the same things, the, it, the same thing with along with the Misfits. So do you do you like that? I mean, even though yeah, you're and we're going to talk about all your your the new stuff going on, but do you like that? You know, people may just wear your your stuff with not knowing. Well,
0: we don't we we don't make designer jeans uh, or design. I mean, we don't call ourselves designers. It's mostly just t-shirts, and I think it actually started with you know people drawing it themselves. Uh, I mean, the the DK logo is basically four lines, and and the uh, origination of it was is that I had um, four pieces of tape and put it on my guitar pick guard. And then uh, this old photo from 1979. Apparently, I made like an armband with the DK logo on it. And then later, later, we uh, a year about a year later, when we were putting out fresh fruit, uh, we put um, we got an artist to like make it into a uh, you know clean it up and make it look make it look less like four pieces of tape. <laughs> but that was the punk rock
2: thing, and that's what I love that it's evolved and it started with that that attitude. I'm like, I'm just gonna make a logo with tape, you know, going back to the safety pins and making a shirt. But now you can easily buy it from, a, you know, a Century well, yeah, 21. But, a, uh,
0: but, but, but people can still make their own shirts. It's only four lines. Sure. And, and as a matter of fact, I think if you I have people send me pictures from all around the world, and, and it's, you know, the, the, the nice, fancy, artistic one is not easy to draw. The one that they send me pictures of are the ones that they draw themselves the four lines or someone else's on, you know, like uh and and actually I think uh a, a, there's a, I have a picture of somebody doing it in the sky, some jet jet fighter pilots.
2: Oh, that's badass. That's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. So
2: I mean, I can't imagine when you started the the Dead Kennedys in the, in the late 70s that 40 years later, you know, you would that 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 logo that you once made with tape would still be know prevalent and you're now putting out a a 40th anniversary cd set so did you ever even think that far ahead i want to be doing this when i'm you know 50 60 years old
0: (laughs) no no we didn't think that far ahead i mean at at the time we basically wanted to be the best punk band in san francisco and um you know we did the best we could and we were very everybody in the band was basically hard-working so, so, you know, when we were working on a song together, we would, you know, people would throw in ideas like, I think this will make it better. And I think this will make it better. And the fact that everybody in the band was talented and kind an of interesting thing, I think at it is that everybody kind of listened to different music. Okay. Like, like, um, um, you know, like D.H. is more into heavy metal. I mean, we all like different kinds of music, but then, and Biafra was into the garage rock uh, I, I was kind of into more pop stuff like uh, the Undertones or the Buzzcocks, okay. and also uh, vintage stuff like um, Scotty Moore from Elvis and Merle Haggard, the country singer. Hmm. And then and Klaus is into uh, actually more '30s and '40s, like uh, small band, big band type stuff. Yeah, right on. I like that. I think so, so, so that. Yeah. So I mean, that's one of the things about when you combine all those weird ingredients, you come up with a stew that you can't really tell where it's coming from. <laughs> it's just that when
2: you, uh, so for to, going like today uh, with the 40th anniversary continuing to celebrate it, I don't want to ask the cliche question, you know, how has is, how is music changed? But how, is, how would you think, like, could, punk rock, could a punk rock movement start today? Because it just seems like you, it, it wouldn't seem organic. You know, if someone went out of their way to make a, a you know, logo with tape, or if someone w- uh, with with safety pins, I know it, it got pretty commercial around like the Sex Pistols time and even your time, but is it possible today in 2019 to be punk at all, or do we just have to rely on the Dead Kennedys to still teach us how?
0: Uh, well, no, I mean, punk is in a way, is kind of a, a form in the terms of like music and outfits, but um, you know the band's basic message is think for yourself, and and, and, and I don't think um, you don't need to be punk rock to do that. Sure, you know uh, I think and there's other forms, but I do I have to say that you know the uh, you know the current quote rock stars unquote are like the you know the billionaires that run. Facebook and Amazon and Google and, you know, and they go up in a $300 t-shirt and jean pretending like they're like the people, right. Just, you know, but they're billionaires, people realize that. <laughs> um, and, and, and the thing is, is, you know, there's the, the, the you know, the, and, and like maybe, you know, people think hackers are some kind of billing people. And, and the thing is, is they have, they have no style and they have no music. <laughs> mm. So what's the point, you know? It's just about, it's really about money. Ridiculous, you know, mm. we we would make fun of like, say, you know, our parents' generation, like buying a new Cadillac or buying a new fur coat or a new refrigerator and how consumerist it was. Hmm. But we look around now and you see, you know, I, 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 uh, Apple puts out a new iPhone and people stand in line the night before for this object. You know that's 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 a worse consumerism than have happened in the, in the in the
2: 40s and 50s. It's the weirdest thing. I still got my iPhone to 6s. I know they're up to 10 or whatever. I wait until the battery dies in my iPhones until they they <laughs> they secretly do that. I I don't know if that's a total conspiracy, but I mean, come on. There's a point where battery just doesn't work anymore, and they force you to buy the new one. But whatever. I digress.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I to me, it's pretty obvious that these. Technologies have built-in obsolescence. <laughs> they can last longer than two years, but uh, but th- that's not in their interest. Sure,
2: but it is nice though because within uh, just a couple of clicks, I can just listen to the the Dead Kennedys on on shuffle without a problem. And and now, I mean, I know you're putting out this uh, the CD set, but it's a lost art. And I was thinking about this the other day. I've I've become who I've hated that i just start putting in in singles and make my own playlist instead of listening to to albums or maybe spending time with just one artist i'm all over the place maybe it's my chemical imbalance or or just the way <laughs> the, the world the world is now where everything is just so instant so i'm glad that you're putting out the cd set so um before we get you know get too much further uh in the conversation tell us about uh the what is the 40th anniversary with uh, dk40 you have everything on there. What can we? What can we listen? What can we expect?
0: Oh well, it's basically. I went through about thirty or forty uh, live shows. Uh, most of them, the quality wasn't good. It, it looked like board board mixes, which is basically what the PA is, and so it's just voice and kick drum, so you couldn't hear all the parts. Uh, but there were some that were like radio broadcasts, and so these three were picked because. Uh, uh I thought the playing was really good on, on all of them and, and the and the sound. You could hear um all the instruments. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> hear all the instruments. We have a couple few uh more radio broadcast ones, um but um, you know what we might put out later, but these these are the the best that we thought that should be out there.
2: You know, it it's great. And um I know you came on knowing that this is a Guns N' Roses podcast, but I, I, I told you off the air that I guess use it to talk about larger a larger conversation. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm wearing my a Danzig T-shirt right now. And and when I went to the show, I had to put my cell phone in those lock uh, bags that you've seen. I don't know if you've seen those. I've heard of them. Yeah, I, I know Chris Rock does it, Dave Chappelle. I think it's a bigger deal with comedians because you, you can ruin a joke. But some bands do yeah. it, and that's, you know, their prerogative, that's fine. But as we're... We're talking, and you're giving us this CD set, these live shows. I can't help think, you know, all the great stuff you're doing for the, the Dick Kennedy's fan base. It's so odd to me how hard it is to hear any Guns N' Roses shows. We have the Live era CD, which w- the live stuff was put in after the fact. And now I'm, I'm not sure wh- if you deal with anything copyright uh, in, in, in your putting this together, but a lot of just fan videos are taken down. We can enjoy the live shows that we're at after the fact to watch them. Well,
0: there's that, there's two issues you're talking about. Okay, I mean, you know, one we, Dead Kennedys, we've always been a, kind of a collective, and uh, we basically own own our our recordings and own our own our own our compositions and songs. Uh, but uh, what you're talking about, YouTube, brings up uh, the a bigger issue that um i don't know if you've heard the phrase surveillance capitalism i have not okay uh, Harvard professor uh let me see uh that's the book out in january that talks about how this is let me get the name it's built for it. to me this is kind of the important issue sure for no teachers. please i want to know um, more about this
2: because it's you know, it's one thing if you're going to use the videos to to make money, and I see them, you know, all the time on Facebook. People make like a viral video using a, a certain song, and it has millions of views. But some reason, it's just, I know it's not just GNR, but YouTube and and Twitter have these weird copyright rules that anything put up there, if it's just your fan video, enjoying with your friends at a concert, it's taken oh, well,
0: down. Well, that's, uh, that's that's the myth. Yeah, the book is called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. And it's by Soshana Zuboff. S h o s h a n a, z u b o f f. But you, you know, YouTube was originally for people to make their own videos and share them. But what it's turned into is a as a, a tool for Google, who owns YouTube, to to track your behavior. With surveillance capitalism, what the point is is that basically Google, Facebook, and Amazon, they eavesdrop on your life, collect your patterns, and then they sell that information to to the highest bidder, basically. And, that it, and then those people use that information to manipulate your behavior without you knowing it. One, you don't know how much information they're collecting on you and two you don't know how much it's being used to manipulate you. And it's basically taking away people's autonomy and 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 like the what's the Pokemon game?
2: Oh sure, Pokemon Go. I play it <laughs> I actually have yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but you don't you don't you don't what's going what's really going on is they're using it to track where you go and then, <laughs>
1: I'm sure. and then
0: yeah. what and then what they do is they can sell to a certain location, hey, you want a Pokemon prize? Give us some money, and we'll get people to go there. So your behavior is being modified to make you go to a certain location mm. without your knowledge. And wow. the point of the book is this is the, this is this is the, you know this is what the whole quote free internet quote is you know is based on. This is the money behind it. There's a in Google and Amazon and Facebook are the richest corporations on the planet. Mm it's not all and, and 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 the the you know because there's this phenomenon and, and you can see how this stuff works because look what happened in 2016 elections and it's all manipulation there was mm. you know manipulation on both sides it, it's her point is and this is a harvard business professor that it's that it that it's it, you cannot have a democracy with this kind of thing going on it is scary. And, you, know, like, you know, like Google Maps, you think, oh, they're giving me a map for free. I hate to tell you this, folks, but there's no free lunch in the world.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I I believe it. I, I Yes, I, I have to catch them all. I have to have my Pokemon. But I there's nothing for me to be the hiding. So that's how I, I kind of have the, I know I have a nonchalant attitude to, uh, towards it personally, but I know in the overall it's no, very, very I, serious.
0: I that's very complacent, but because you're right, you are right. Information is power, and I doubt you're a saint. And I doubt I, I, I believe either Facebook or Google know something about you. You don't want other people to know. Mm. Well, and, but the, but the yeah. problem is, is they know more about your behavior than you do because they're consciously collecting them, and then they but they use that to manipulate your behavior without you knowing it. This is different from like TV commercials and radio commercials where you know a commercial's coming on. You know what 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 we're getting now is basically those like those paid programs that appear to be a program.
2: Yeah, no I'll look up something on Amazon, next thing I know I see a million other ads on in my Facebook news feed for that. So yeah, I I it, it's. I mean, it could be like, yeah, if I'm looking to look up the Dead Kennedys, you know, to buy a shirt or, or a CD, and it'll be good for you to have a bunch of Dead Kennedys or punk-related products, I guess, in the feed. But that is that is scary, that that, that is the, uh, the world that well, we I live mean,
0: in. The way, you have to, the way you have to think about it is they are eavesdropping on your life, hmm. like those, what is it, the Alexa and the, the Echo? Sure. I mean, they're eavesdropping on your life all the time. I mean I guess Amazon had a problem that people were, and they say oh, oh it's all private it is it is not private there's a corporation listening to it and the, and and you have to realize the reason they're listening to it is to manipulate your behavior
2: to vote that's a certain way right. or buy a certain product no you're you're exactly. right
0: exactly and but it's not just products it's political viewpoints
2: right yes yeah, uh, there's, no, you know, there's no denying it. I mean, I, I also do some political radio and just seeing it. Good I mean, that's
0: that's what that you know. That's where you know. That's what happened with Facebook. You know, there was more false news spread than real news. It, it, it's, you know, it's just, oh, you know, the map. The Google Maps is free. No, it's not free. What it is is an interface for them to collect your location, what stores you go to, you know, what hospitals you go to. Well, you know, what, 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 what happens like when they're going to start having cars that track your driving record, right? Sure. And and insurance companies are going to go, oh, we want to know that. And so so you you can have an insurance company, basically surveillance of your driving at all times and, you know, charge you more money when you make a mistake and maybe give you less money when you don't, but being insurance companies no they won't give you more money they won't give you money back for example or example mm-hmm. you know people with health issues you know like if an insurance company decides oh we need to monitor you uh-oh you're drinking one too many beers we're going to charge you $20 more this month that's so uh, where is our autonomy then
2: jeez uh, i know so much of like do you use this information cuz so much of what what i love about the dead kennedys you know, yeah, I love the Ramones and some. You know, I, now I want to sniff, sniff some some glue and some silly songs. But the Dead Kennedys, you use your lyrics to inform, and you're still, you know, you have your, you're, you're still pulse of what's going on. Is I'm assuming that's what you're still doing, trying to inform through music.
0: Well, I, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is you. I mean, we all have political viewpoints and, and thought about the world, and and um, you know, The Office lyrics for very, very good to put things into kind of a bumper sticker form. But the reality is you can't get your political viewpoints from a musician. Okay. But, um, we are, you know, we're, I mean, to my mind, we're a very good rock band and, and rock out, and, and we have very good songs, and that's why we're still around. I mean, lots of people have similar political viewpoints to us, and lots of bands did, but the bands aren't around. But Right,
2: and so what do you think it's, about, I like, guess different. A specific example, though, when the um, you know the white guys with the the, tor- the, the tiki torches, and, and that really brought up to the forefront, Nazi punks, fuck off again. So yes. and you guys really do have, yeah, it's succinct, but man, no one else can say, you know, fuck off, Nazis, get away. From that. So you still do have your message does help, even though it, you might not be writing a you know be a Harvard professor putting out a book in the form of a Dead Kennedy song. But there's still a message out there that well, strikes a chord with people.
0: the sad thing in the sense that our, 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 I think things are worse now than they were in the 80s mm. under Reagan. Things are worse now, and, and, and the sad part is that a lot of our, most of our lyrics are even too relevant. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I say the same thing a lot about when I listen. Every time I listen to Civil War from GNR, I'm like, it's still the same fucking thing this this stuff is still going on, and yeah, just like listening to Nazi punks, I'm like i'm still Nazi punks exist in America in two thousand and nineteen That's insanity to me, so it is very sad that this uh that it is still relevant i guess for for lack of a better word, so I guess with all the with all the sad stuff going on being spied on and, and Nazis coming out of everywhere, what keeps you going? What keeps east bay Ray going
0: uh, what keeps me going? oh boy.
2: Uh, I mean, Red Bull not much, or? <laughs> not
0: much. I mean, no, no, no. I think, I think the, I think the, the battle for the future for society is this surveillance capitalism thing. Mm. I mean, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's. it's I, I'd felt it for a couple of years, but um, but she articulated it. The, the, the problem is, is, is if you want to have a free society, the the the, the person we have to own our information online. In other words, like you should be able to go to Facebook and say, "Okay, what information do you have on me?" Uh, and no, you know, you should not have this information. You're allowed to have this so you can get your Ramones t shirt. You know, you uh, she calls it decision rights—that you have the right to decide mm. what they collect. Okay, and, and and without that, without a without the right of consent. There's no liberty
2: you're right no you're absolutely
0: right and it is scary and, that and, says, and that, you know this is she says it's a new age with these things they're not exactly this has not happened in the past so it takes new thinking but uh, but it's not about privacy it's about um, so much privacy is important but what she says you need you need to give the citizens the right of decision that's what a free society is. And, and Google and Facebook and Amazon take that right away. And they don't want you to have it because it cuts into their profit.
2: Oh, now I'm getting depressed, Ray.
0: Like, sure sure <laughs> no, you're right. I know. Think, you know, because this, this is, you know, back when the Industrial Revolution started, I mean, well, part of the thing, you know, farming was hard work. You'd work 16 hours a day and then a storm would come in and it's all gone. But the other thing they discovered is that, you know, children would work for less money than an adult.
1: <laughs> so they would
0: have children in the factory. And I, I looked it up. It took 20 years. It took 20 years to outlaw child labor.
2: Isn't that crazy?
0: It, it's probably going to take the, if it's not too late, you know, the, the, I mean, like, like, like you were talking about YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the crookedness of part of that is that, you know, someone uploads a video to youtube uh that person can you know put ads on it and collect the money and google can put ad, uh puts the ads on for the person and collects money so these two people are collecting money and and the person that like guns and roses like you mentioned don't get a dime and they're the ones that put the blood, sweat, tears, and talent into it. I agree. Not Google, not the guy uploading it. And this whole thing about like, oh, free speech, blah blah blah. That's just for Google, so they don't have to pay the artists. <laughs> Google's got the money. Music's making money, and they and they and they just don't want to pay the artist. They could, they yep. could, uh, you know, let people upload stuff for free. And Google pay for it, if that's what they want. If right. they want people to trade files for free, Google pay the artist. No problem with that. Mm. But, they, they, but they pretend like they're neutral, but it's not, it's not like the phone or the mail. You know, if, if you send something in the mail, the post office doesn't read your letter.
2: No, that's a good point. It, it seems to be it's it, the same thing. they're hurting the, the artist and the fan at the same time by not being fair and just being greedy for something they have nothing to do with.
0: Yeah, and the, and the, and, the, and you have to realize the whole thing, of the, and what YouTube—I mean, what Google looks at YouTube as—is just a way to collect information on your behavior, you know, uh, in terms of music and entertainment on your behavior, so they can change it, so they can change it, Man. your behavior, not just in music but in anything, you know. I mean, there was, God, there was uh, there was a couple of years ago there was an ISIS video. Remember them, ISIS? Yes, I've heard. I know am where. <laughs> yeah, there was ISIS videos with ads on them. That's, Google didn't care. That's sick. That it is like money to them. That is being ISIS, sick. You know, ISIS, ISIS didn't care about getting paid because they were manipulating behavior, and they did it successfully. I mean, we still have, you know, homegrown lone wolves going off. I know. Oh, that's that's and, and fucking. And realize, I realized, like, like it's it's we call it clickbait advertising. Mm. But they can, This is what Google and Facebook. Amazon's a little bit different business model, but it's still based on eavesdropping on your life without your, without you deciding to let them do that. Uh, but, but it's based on clickbait. In other words, if they get an eyeball on something, they make money, right? And so the so the internet, you know, so to you know to say like, oh, there's a planning commission. Uh, you know, tomorrow night, that's going to look at the, putting a the stoplight at this corner. Or Hillary Clinton, it has a child porn ring in a pizza parlor. <laughs> Which one makes more money for these companies?
2: And it translates to, and, and you're right, it, it can be as severe as ISIS and political stuff, but it still uh, relates to what you do and to music and uh, one of the sites that often translates are our interviews, uh, AlternativeNation.net, now, they're, they're they're known for being clickbait. He 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 knows, but he says, he's like, think about it. My boss is essentially, or Mark Zuckerberg and whoever runs Google, because I have to use certain keywords. Otherwise, people are not going to click on it. And most people just look at the headlines anyway. So in a way, I mean, we're still, well, we're at fault because these people got to read, you know, we should read the articles. And not just believe oh because it's on the internet it's true, so it's uh we're all to bl- <laughs> we're all to blame except, click, except for you Ray the
0: click the clickbait advertising where everything is free is a, is a is a failure it's a failure hmm. people man, people gotta face that it's it's it, you know the, the the way the big corporations are running the internet is a failure yeah I mean I've read an article with a writer he says he spends twenty minutes on the headline and five minutes on the article. Right, it's all on the headline, you know. So what a world! And you mm-hmm. have to, you have to realize, you know, like you know, the shooting in New Zealand.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was spread billions of times on Facebook and Twitter. Well, yes, but also Facebook and Twitter made money on that. On each eyeball that saw that, they made money.
2: Yeah, they waited to take it down. I mean, they
0: don't. You don't you don't see them talking about that, but they made money because they don't want anybody to know.
1: Mm.
0: And the only reason, you know, I mean, of course, you know they have they have to worry about their public image, so they bring their hands and say, "Oh, this is horrible, this is horrible," you know. But you know, where's that money? <laughs> they keeping it.
2: You, no, you're right, and you're you're spitting truth. And I I know we don't have you for a long time, and but because I, I I like to think about you know times that we didn't have the internet, a simpler time. I mean, I know I'm younger than you, but I. I do remember not having a computer uh, when I was younger, so I, I like watching, that's why I like watching uh, or talking about older bands or a certain era where, you know, it's all DIY stuff and not with the internet. Uh, recently, we spoke about a, uh, to keep on on topic with you, uh, a new docuseries uh, called Punk. It was produced by Iggy Pop, uh, Henry Rollins was in it, uh, Duff McKagan was in it, I'm not sure if you... Got to see it. It was on a channel called Epic. I heard
0: of it. I did not see it. Okay.
2: I mean, you should have been asked to be a part of it, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> I, I asked... Uh, Henry came on briefly, and I asked his thoughts on... Um, well, because, it, yeah, it's a Guns N' Roses podcast. If he would think, you know, from his era or your era, do you consider, like, an evolution of punk to be GNR, considering the era that they were in with all the hair metal? Do you, have, do you think that they had any... Um, you know, I know they were, like. I don't know if you had any interactions with the band, because I know it was kind of a different scene, but did you remember them coming up? Did you think of, you know, hey, they're kind of doing what we're doing, but putting a, a hard rock thing to it? Do you do you remember uh, that? No,
0: I mean, I, I like some Guns N' Roses songs, but that's about it. All right, fair enough. But I, I, I do know when we were playing the Whiskey Gogo in Hollywood, the uh, Van Halen was just taking off, and David B. Roth and Eddie Van Halen came and saw us and hung out backstage. Oh
2: man, to be a fly on that wall!
0: <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was okay, but you know, they were, they were, they were. You know, we were each from different planets, shall we say?
2: Yeah, that's I mean, how we uh,
0: rock. We do play rock. We have rock music in common, but other than that, <laughs> not much else. I think. Oh, that's what oh, I being, figured. But actually, we yeah, have being human beings in common. Right. From, a, from a musical taste and dressing taste and probably, you know, social views, uh, we're from different planets.
2: Oh, I, I knew for sure, but I, I still, I wanted, like, whatever um, narrative I could create to talk to you, just to talk to you on this podcast. Because I didn't, I, again, I don't want to be a generic rock show, and of course it would be, I could talk to East Bay Ray, but, you know, what? how could I talk to him? About GNR, So I just found the narrative. And again, I'm just so happy to actually uh, to talk to you. One last question, okay. I guess, because uh, it's something that we talk about with with GNR. Uh, now that the Motley Crue movie came out. And, you know, the success of Bohemian Rhapsody, Elton John movie. Do you think your era deserves not just documentaries, but movies? Could you ever uh, foresee a Dead Kennedys Netflix film? web series movie any, uh, <laughs> anything like that, you guys have a story, you may uh, be laughing, sure but I, I think' heard
0: of that. Uh, well, I think I think there's there's a decline of western civilization sure but but that is I mean, but the thing is is that was mostly los Angeles fans. okay but there, there was a thriving scene in San Francisco, I mean we did not have the music industry or the movie industry here, you know like l a has you know had slash records and <laughs> filmmakers and um all we had was target video and and um you know, some local magazines, but we have some great- you know the the avengers are great um uh the dills are great chip kinman's still playing he's back back up um it's uh the offs uh i don't know this we had a lot of lot of a lot of the, the zeros we had a lot of great bands here that that are, you know, very, very, um, still very underground.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's still something said about being underground, but I know they're working on a Sex Pistols movie, which I think Johnny Rotten is not uh, supporting. But, you know, even if you were to do, because you know, again, you guys are still relevant in, with a relevant message. Like I was just watching another documentary about uh, Agnostic Front, about the hardcore scene here in, in New York. So it's uh, I think it's just again looking back at a time, not just because the internet wasn't around. That's great, but when punk was when and music was real and organic and and had a message, it wasn't like today. It's not like today. It's better. I long for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, the internet's just a tool. The the problem is is you know some people. There's a tool can be good or bad depending on who's using it.
2: Well, it's going to be a good thing because uh, as we're recording this, the uh, three CD set DK Forty is not only going to be on CD, but going to be released digitally uh, May tenth. So uh, th- use the oh, internet right. to get th- th- the Dead Kennedys, and that's it. <laughs> that's it.
0: Like I said, it's not the internet that's bad; it's the, it's the big tech, Google, oh, sure. Amazon that that have that have grabbed it financially, and and because it's, like. Because they have the money, it's going to be very difficult to change. And also, you know, they use the information they collect on you to sway people, to change your behavior and think they're wonderful. but they're
2: Oh, no. not. sure, sure. <laughs> I, I was using, I, you know, it's a blanket statement to kind of put a, a nice little bow at the end of this podcast. I don't know if it landed or not. But I, regardless, no, I, I appreciate it. Not just, uh, you know, talking about music, but, you know, your insight. You're obviously... You know, well read and, and and well informed, and you know, still kicking ass. So just, just keep doing it, and I hope. Oh, as far as shows and dates, what do you have? Uh, you know, coming up. Anything else that we should know about other than the uh, anniversary collection?
0: Uh, yeah, we're let's see, actually next weekend we're going to Mexico City. Oh wow, okay. Uh, to play a, a festival, and uh, hopefully we're gonna uh, we get, we get to meet Alice Cooper.
2: Nice. <laughs> Super Duper apples- yeah, Alice had Cooper.
0: His, Alice Cooper headlining, and you know we're farther down on the bill. And I don't, you know, I don't. Some, you know, some artists don't socialize during the show, and others do. We don't know what he's like, so uh, we'll see. But um, that's that. And then in, see, um, in May, it looks like we're going to South America, like Chile, uh, Paraguay, and oh, Argentina. Wow. And then in June, we go to Europe, and I'm uh, kind of excited about that because we're going to go towards Eastern Europe and play Budapest in and, and Prague, um, like some other places, so that, that'll be interesting.
2: Amazing. I know we have... Um... You know, just like I, I'm obviously a Guns N' Roses fan, I'm obviously a Dead Kennedys fan. Our listeners, we have listeners in all those countries, because uh, GNR has been in all those countries recently. So uh, I, I'm sure our listeners will be seeing you on the road. And, and hopefully after all that, you, you come to the East Coast of America. I would love to see you. Uh, oh,
0: actually, yeah, actually, that's kind of in discussion. It's been a while. so
2: yeah. Awesome. So when you're in New York and or Long Island, I, I, I hope to see you. And maybe you'll come down to the studio. I would love to have you.
0: Okay, already. Oh wait, I, I just looked it up. Well, yeah, we're going to be in Paraguay, Uruguay, and Chile.
2: Nice. Me. All right. Very cool. Thank you so much, East Bay. Okay. All, all take ra- care. Bye. All righty. So that conversation took an interesting, yet I think very informative and thought-provoking turn. You know, of course, talking about government uh, manipulation and in corporations and uh, in, in politics. With the guitarist of the Dead Kennedys on a Guns N' Roses podcast, as one does. <laughs> I appreciate all of you indulging me and pushing the boundaries of these six degrees of GNR Bacon self-imposed rule that I have. But I figure I think I'm going to wrap up this episode with a little news.
1: news. We
2: because we will talk some Guns N' Roses, yes. Uh, since it uh, lately if you do follow these in in real time on on you know whatever source you listen to via i iheart or or soundcloud or spreaker or whatever you you listen and if you listen religiously i appreciate it but i don't care when you listen a lot of these interviews are just cool whenever but as i've said before i like kind of being in real time so to kind of catch up on some, some shotgun news, uh, Gunza wrote, I'm sure you know by now, they've announced some, some festival dates, which, were, I mean, first and foremost, this is awesome. I mean, if you listen to the interview with uh, Susan Holmes McKagan, they said at the the Troubadour and or Coachella, they just didn't know what was going to happen after. I mean, the two and a half years of not in this lifetime, and now they're in 2019, they're starting to add dates. That alone is, whoa, when I started this podcast, they they were just leading up to the reunion, the three-fifths reunion, however your perception is. That's another story. Um, But now to keep continuing, and they're continuing, first and foremost, before anything else. Awesome. Good time to be a Guns N' Roses fan. Can we just say that? Regardless of whether you want new music or certain band members in or out or whatever, stuff is happening. Stuff is happening, which we're going to, of course, continue with right now in this portion of Shotgun News. Uh, So the first show, uh, here in New York, I'm going to have to do a little bit of traveling, I'm sure. All of you, uh, GNR fans, travel well. Louder Than Life Festival, happening in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, September 28th. My birthday is uh, September 8th, so maybe a a gift? Anyone? Bueller? All right. That's going to be a great – Festival. I'm going to look into actually trying to go to some of these because I think my, well, no, officially, I think next week as I'm recording this, my my schedule slash role here at iHeartRadio is going to lend itself for me to, to travel more. So I'm going to try to do that. Uh, so Guns N' Roses on the same day as Godsmack Ice Cube. Axel used to wear the NWA hat. So wouldn't that be pretty awesome if he did something with Ice Cube? Just putting it out there to the rock and roll gods, whatever. Uh, Hailstorm, Dropkick Murphys, Stone Temple Pilots. I, I mean, I've heard the new guy's good, but I don't know. It's still kind of it's too soon for me. Uh, Andrew WK he's on that. Andrew WK. I would love to interview him. I saw him at a place uh, on Long Island, um, and uh, he was just awesome. It wasn't like a full show. It was like him and a piano, and everybody just – Dancing around him on the stage. it was just really one of the craziest shows I've ever seen. Uh, So that's the first show. And they also just announced, and as I'm recording this, I believe they are officially on sale. It's the first ever Exit 111 Fest. I mean, I say that with a question because I I think that's how it's pronounced because I'm a Northeasterner. It's not Exit 111 Fest, right? So regardless, Exit 111 Fest uh, happening in October, October 11th through the 13th in Tennessee. And look at this. Guns N' Roses performing that Sunday on the same day as the Deftones. So, you know, our friend Scotto is super, I almost said something inappropriate, but he's happy. Those are his two favorite bands, of course, former co-host, still current friend. Co-Eat and Cambria. FYI, I'm a huge Co-Eat and Cambria fan. They are awesome. Incredibly underrated. Uh, just just like how with the Dead Kennedys, we're learning our other likes of music, but again, obviously GNR here is always get, always going to be the nucleus, regardless of how far we stretch the six six degrees at times. Anyway, Lamb of God, Ministry, Skillet, oh Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown, our friends. We've had Graham Whitford on the show, on the show, of course, son of uh, Brad from Aerosmith and Tyler Bryant himself. Both were really fun conversations, and get this. Alter bridge hmm now wouldn't it be something if miles kennedy and axel did something like what would they do would they do would axel do a slash with miles kennedy and the Conspirators song would they would would miles come on and do a guns N' roses song you know what if they're going to do something that's my guess uh which is cool i don't know why i sound uh, disappointed so that'll be interesting that'll be interesting for sure uh and are we gonna see what else is, is coming up with Guns N' Roses because uh Slash obviously has continued dates, stuff announcing dates. Uh I will say that Steven Adler check out how you know Howard T man, former former guest of the show, uh tattoo artist. Uh he just designed the new t shirt for Adler's Appetite. T Man tattoo on Instagram. If you want to check out the brand new uh T shirt design for Adler's Appetite going out on tour. And you know, it's interesting. I don't know. Well, obviously, where's Izzy? We'll see. There was that. Uh, I don't know what else to call it other than just a rumor put out there by a friend of the show, both friends of the show, uh, Alan Niven and Mitch Lafon, that maybe you could expect Izzy at one of these dates. I have no idea. I know no more than you do. I just started out the conversation with they're they're doing stuff, the Guns N' Roses brand. You know, Gilby Clark has a new record out. Gilby also produced the new record by Hillbilly Herald. They just released a new mu- music video. Uh, so I think it's just a good time for music. But this little nugget dropped today as I'm recording this on uh, April 25th, 2019. So mark it down, you Guns N' Roses nerds. Just kidding. Um, this was a screen capture of an Instagram post by Cruise Control Amps. Uh, Cruise and Control both spelled with a K. Good thing they don't sell kites at the Thinker. Anyway, they posted a, uh, a bunch of amps that said Slash's 1987 silver jubilee in the house. Dropped off by GNR producer Karim Costanzo. How is it not Costanza? Come on.
0: It's me, George Costanza.
2: Anyway, g- dropped off by GNR producer Karim Costanzo himself. The amp needs to be serviced and turned up to Sound Stellar for the Saturday's recording of new material at Axl Rose's studio in Malibu. I'm one of the very fortunate few ever getting to work on and play this cool amp. Well, I certainly have no knowledge of this, but someone may I hopefully did not lose their their job over this because uh, that was quickly deleted. But you know how the internet works. I had some people inbox it to me, uh, and then sites picked it up, and it just went viral before it was taken down. That's how it works. That's why Snapchat's not even safe, the, the, the pictures that will automatically disappear. So does that mean Slash is at Axel's house recording new music? Well, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. So how much does this tell you? Jeez. Uh, again, it's it's – it could be a rumor. It could be fake news. It could be faked. Oh, the moon landing was faked. The amps were faked. I don't know. I don't know. I have no inside information uh, about this. If anything, it's just a nice little, another uh, mystery Easter egg hunt of this Guns N' Roses trail that we're on. That was a weird analogy, but it's just more hope for the future. I mean, all science, you know, what, what Richard has said. What Duff has said, what Slash have said, they all have said that things are in a good place right now. So that's all you could ask for. So is Slash at Axel's house this Saturday? That would be fucking great if he was. If he's not, they're still doing stuff. We know at least two festival dates. And even with the broken leg, Axel will be there. So I don't know any more than that. And that concludes Shotgun News and this episode of Appetite for Distortion. Thank you so much for hanging out. Whether you found us on on uh, AlternativeNation.net, on the iHeartRadio app, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, YouTube, I will get all the, all the episodes up there in due time for sure. Uh, however, you found us. And of course, follow on Twitter and Facebook, Facebook.com slash AFD Show, or on Twitter at The AFD Show. So when will you see the next episode of Appetite for Distortion? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know if soon is the word,